Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Wednesday edition of the show. Here to recap day one of Senior Bowl practices. Kyle, day two of Senior Bowl practices. Curveball not happening. Yeah, not quite what we were expecting this week, right? But hey, you know what? It's 11-15. On Tuesday night, I'm sucking down a cup of coffee as we're recording this. I'm okay with this audible by Jim and the group here in Mobile. Uh, listen, the weather tomorrow's or today, as you're listening, is going to suck. There's going to be thunderstorms starting around 10 a.m., and that's going to last all day long. The, uh, the Senior Bowl exhausted just about every option that they had. They were thinking about moving practice up in the mornings. That's what we were told. Hopefully get it in before the storms rolled in. Not going to happen. Storms are getting in too early to get two full-length practices in. So it's just not in the cards. So they're going to South Alabama's indoor facilities. And life goes on. It does. Hopefully you guys enjoyed our Senior Bowl recap show on the Draft Network. You could have watched that on uh, Twitter, at Draft Network LLC, or you can go to the webpage, and there is a link to that video feed. We have over 30 minutes of recap. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed that presentation. We worked really hard on it. Our goal was to give that to you again on, uh, you know, Thursday, excuse me, Wednesday and Thursday, but the weather has restricted not just the media, but the NFL from attending the practice. So we've got a little audible at the line of scrimmage tomorrow today as you're listening to this podcast we will have a live mock draft all 32 picks john uh, ledger trevor sykema brad kelly ben solak joe marino kyle Krabs, all 32 picks live in a in a show and it's it's going to be a lot of fun so enjoy that that's coming up at one o'clock eastern 2 p.m central i thought you were going to forget me there for a sec well, you I, started listing names. You slowed down. Mine hadn't come out yet. I said, "Wow, this dick's really just going to leave me off." His, his own co-host is going to hang me out to dry here. Minimal sleep, sir. Minimal Ooh, sleep. Oh yeah, blame I it didn't on forget sleep. you. I paused before Ben. That's why know. you need the coffee. Well, I want to sleep after this podcast. No, That's I don't want to sleep at all. I want to just grind the tape. Yeah, you, of course you do. Of course. Uh, so shall, shall we talk about the practice? The South practice was first. Kyle Shanahan's group. Like, I got to say one thing about the first day in general. It's funky, man. You start this thing off, you get in the day before, and you wake up early the next morning, you're going to get measured in your underwear in front of the entire NFL world. Then it's a whirlwind of media interviews, getting pushed, you know, pulled in every direction, having to answer questions. Then you have practice. At practice, you're working with teammates that you never worked before. Coaches asking you to do things that you've never done. It's cold. It's breezy. It's a little damp. And it was a little bit of sloppy. All right, so let's be honest here. If you got a chance to watch any of the uh, of the footage on NFL Network, you kind of saw a lot of sloppiness. But I want to talk about a standout here from this team, Debo Samuel, wide receiver from South Carolina. He had a really good day. His quick feet, his ability to sell his route breaks, man, he was uncovering quick. His feet are quick. He's smooth. 
and he's super competitive at the catch point. At the, you know, fortunately for this practice, he really didn't have to be competitive at the catch point because he has guys. He had guys behind him in the dust. A couple of nice passes over the middle. He had a vertical win. And uh, Debo's a guy, man. We talked about it between Jake Bentley's bad quarterback play and uh, and some injuries that he's had. Some of his sizzle's gone, but I think he's a good football player. Yeah. So as I look over this South roster and I'm looking for winners, what I don't want to do is talk about the way in. Right? I already published my weigh-in reactions, so if you missed that, please swing over to thedraftnetwork.com. Published only winners. I'm not going to trash anybody for a weigh-in. I want to talk about guys who met the thresholds and expectations that you were hoping to see. So as I look for winners in the South roster, how about this Texas A&M duo? Kiki Kinsley and Daylon Mack, these guys had great showings in the one-on-ones today. Daylon a powerhouse in the middle. This was a Shrine game call. We talked about him last week from St. Pete. Here, Kiki, do you love me? Kiki Kingsley, baby. Oh, I'm buying in. I just threw the threw the roster up in the air. I'm buying in on Kiki Kingsley. This guy's way more fluid and flexible than I was expecting, right? And he's got some hand usage that really flashed in the one-on-ones. He baffled guys trying to block him, trying to get their hands on him. And uh, as a guy I was not overly familiar with coming into the week, I'm buying in on this immediate first impression that Kiki Kingsley has left me with. Kyle, uh, you mentioned the two interior defensive linemen from Texas A&M who had good days in pass rush drills. Well, a lot of the other teammates that they had at defensive line Defensive tackle, interior specifically, had a rough day. Not a lot of good pass rush reps. A lot of wins from the from the offensive line group. And two guys in particular that really popped for me are Oklahoma's Ben Powers and Mississippi State's uh, Elgin Jenkins. Both of those guys, man, they showed really tough anchors. Their ability to really leverage their hips and absorb contact. And those guys were both walls in pass pro. And, and Ben Ben Powers, I mean, you could just tell that's that's one of those country strong dudes, man. Like, like you wanted to put put that guy in the middle of your offensive line and let him just move bodies and keep your quarterback clean. So, really liked what I saw from him, and as well, Elgin Jenkins, as well, the Mississippi State guy. Thought both those interior offensive linemen had good showings. Yeah. Uh, how about Montez Sweat? This dude had a good practice. This dude put Titus Howard on his ass. That was pretty impressive. Uh, Sweat was a, a way-in warrior, a big-time winner, thanks to uh, being really, really lean, carrying his weight extremely well. And I will say this first and foremost about the way-in specifically. Jim Nagy's staff has assembled a group of really well-developed football players. There are not a lot of guys on either of these rosters that you look at and say, wow, you know, this, this kid needs to spend some time in the weight room. These kids are slapped together really well. They're really well developed in the core, the torso, the legs. That you can see that physically these are mature football players, which you expect to see from a senior. So I think that's a testament. Montez Sweat, no exception in that capacity. Uh, Montez is still somebody I have some concerns with as far as his linear burst versus his lateral mobility and change of direction skills. But I thought he had a great day today. I thought he showed his length well. I thought he showed a nice get-off at the line of scrimmage. Um, the only rivaling player as far as quickness in his release from the South squad was Washington State offensive tackle Andre Dillard. 
who was lightning fast getting out of the box. So uh, Sweat physically performed well, showed he had initial explosiveness, even in just linear situations. I thought he also had a nice day today. Yeah, you, you, know, you mentioned Dillard. I, uh, I, I, it's easy to love how he moves, man. He slides his feet so well. His lateral mobility is nice. I watched some of his uh, tape, uh, actually, between media what day and, and practice. Or, well, you did. Yeah. Well, when you were writing, I was watching a little oh, tape. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was grinding. So one thing about that is, you know, Washington State's offense is so weird. It's, it's just not a clean look into these guys because so many vertical sets. And really, those Washington State offensive linemen know that the quarterback's going to get the ball out of his hands in two and a half seconds. And they just need to elongate the course of that of that of that rusher and let them go where they want to go, but make them go there a little harder than they have to. You know, it's just it's it seems kind of basic, but him having to really protect for five and seven step drops is not something he's had to do. Love the mobility, love the length, love how yeah, he's got some good grip strength. But you know, I, I the anchor, right? Like I'm not sure what his functional strength is. That's something that can improve. But I, obviously, the physical skill set's really, really nice there. So Dillard's a guy that had some buzz about him going into the weekend in terms of you know, showing that mobility and showing that uh, that ability to stay in front of guys in pass pro. I thought was something that we needed to see from him and hoping to see some more power out of him the rest of the week when we get to see these guys on Thursday. Joe, should we switch things over to the North Squad yeah, here? North yeah. talk about the North Squad. I will say this. Uh, we're at media availability yesterday, and we're talking about players that we might be interested in talking to. And I look at the South Squad, and I get like two names. Then I turn over to the North Squad, and I probably have ten names circled on this damn chart. There's a lot of fun football players, players that I'm familiar with. Maybe it's because I'm a Big Ten guy. I don't know. But with that said, you look up and down this roster, uh, Joe, a guy that was in your conference this season, the ACC. Zach Allen was a guy that caught my eye. Uh, guys like Bo Benschweisel and Michael Dieter. I think that's the first time I got Benschweisel's name right on the first try, by the way. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Michael Dieter, uh, who got put on his behind by Charles Amenehue. Yep. And uh, that was a very impressive pass rush rep. Uh, Chris Lindstrom, another Boston College guy. There's some hosses up front. But the guy that stands out to me, Delaware safety Nasir Adderley. Uh, he struggled a little bit in some man-to-man situations. Uh, but at the same time, won the weigh-in. And I was really impressed mentally with him when, when having the chance to hear him speak and speaking about Oh, his college career at Delaware and his personal player development. Very impressive things. So I think a guy who has the physical tools of Nasir Adderley, who's as well-developed physically as he is, and has a very smart sense of intelligence that you just talk to him and you know that he's a really smart dude. I think that was one of the big takeaways for me. You know he had football IQ. But I walked away from listening to him to talk, and I said, that guy's smart no matter if he's on the football field, the soccer field, the baseball field, or his field of employment someday. <laughs> uh, Kyle, how about we talk about at least one quarterback here? No. Yeah, we're going to do it. Drew Locke. No. Oh, okay. There it is. It, yeah, I think we got through yesterday's podcast without the interjections, but that was probably because Brad Kelly was here, but they're back. So, uh, yeah. Um, hashtag blessed again. Uh, Drew Locke, quarterback Missouri. 
he was the best quarterback, and it wasn't close and uh, from either squad. Uh, obviously, the arm talent pops. You know, his ability to zip the ball um, better than anyone here for sure. But I thought there was a lot of rhythm to what he did, which was different be- from what we saw from the other quarterbacks. His ability to get into his drops in sync with the receivers and rock and, and fire the football was really impressive. Loved how he was, how deliberate he was with everything he did, whether it was carrying out a play fake, whether it was going through his footwork. All of the types of things that he was doing were deliberate. He was working his progressions, even when it was just 1v1, just one receiver against a defensive back. He was working his progressions on the play and moving his eyes and then coming back to the read. I mean, it was really impressive. You could just tell this is a guy that w- was ready to, to take on this role, to, to play the part, to be a pro. Uh, he won the, 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 you know, the press conference yesterday on Monday. was really, really impressive, the way that he won that room. And so I think you, you take the, the presser and you take this first practice and you think about that he's working with John Gruden and certainly going to be a lot on his plate. And you can't help but be impressed with Drew Locke. Now, we've seen a lot of good quarterbacks come through here in the last few years. Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, Josh Allen, high picks. I'm not saying Drew was that. But he was the closest thing to that when there were some other guys in this group that were pretty highly touted. You know what my favorite drill was that they did? What? They had these guys standing, and it was raining at this point. It wasn't just cold and windy. And let the record state, the weather sucked. Yesterday, we were getting ready to get on the air, and I thought my fingers were going to freeze off. It was cold. But they had these guys doing turbo round shotgun snaps into smoke throws on the boundary where you get a catch and shoot. Get that ball out of your hand as quick as possible. Really promotes you not using the laces to throw the football. And Drew was really natural at that. And I think it highlighted Drew's natural arm talent where you had the other quarterback that was of note in this group uh, was Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, yeah. And he sprayed that freaking football all over the place trying to do this drill. Really struggled in that capacity. And I think it, it was just a very simple illustration of the divide between the two yesterday where Drew's out there slinging the ball around. And for whatever reason, Daniel felt like he was aiming the ball and thinking too hard, and, and, and he was really laboring in, in, throughout courses of that practice. He had some well-placed footballs, but he was also very inconsistent. I thought Drew uh, sprayed the ball much better to all areas of the field yesterday than what we saw from Daniel Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones, everything was just thinking, right? Just thinking about yeah. everything and just didn't seem comfortable. And uh, I, I get, like I talked about in the lead there, it's a tough day, but Drew Locke got it, right? <laughs> so, so give him a lot of credit for that. One other player here, this Georgia State wide receiver, running back, whatever he is, Penny Hart. Not a big guy, very small, very fast. And uh, if you're going to be small, you got to be fast. And, and he was a guy that you can just tell was running by these cornerbacks. Like, they just couldn't hang with him. And so... There was a lot of quickness there and a lot of vertical ability. He's a guy with return game upside, both as a punt returner and a kick returner. And so, you know, not necessarily a guy we're thinking of as a high pick, even though he's going to be lightning quick, but a guy that can do a lot of different things to help him stick in the NFL and obviously being that, that speed being the trump card and the versatility. So he was an interesting player that you could just tell he was electric. Can we raise our glasses and pour one out? for the concept that Sutton Smith is going to rush off the edge. This guy had a hard time 
in the one-on-ones. That said, I still like Sutton Smith. I think Sutton Smith in an off-ball linebacker situation. I was talking to uh, a friend of ours, Eric Edholm, after the weigh-ins, and he, he had asked me specifically about Sutton Smith and my impressions, knowing that I had done the full-on film assessment of Sutton. And then what I had said there was I think this is a player that shows NFL-level short area change of direction skills. I think he shows much more in the way of ability stacking blocks than what you would expect for a guy that doesn't have a lot of prototypical length. He has the athleticism, the short area quickness, and the first step quickness to be effective in an off-ball situation, particularly when he's playing into the line of scrimmage, able to attack the line of scrimmage. Think about some of the guys that have come through the course of the Senior Bowl, uh, one of those being Joe Schobert, another one of those being Hassan Reddick. These guys were undersized edge rushers who had the opportunity to move to an off-ball linebacker situation. They had the necessary physical tools. They shined in this environment, and it really kick-started them going on to Hassan Reddick being a top-15 pick, Joe Schobert being a pro bowler who led the NFL in tackles as an off-ball linebacker. I think that is your pathway, and there is a very clear established pathway for a, a Sutton Smith to have success in the NFL It's just not going to be an edge rush. We hope you guys enjoyed today's practice recap. Uh, Tomorrow, Joe, we're going to have our homework cut out for us because there's no practice to recap tomorrow. With that said, we do have something for you later today. We have two things for you later today. On Twitter, at Draft Network LLC, at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are going to be live streaming just like we did the day one practice recap, a mock draft involving all six analysts that we have here for the draft network going through the entire first round order. John and Trevor are taking picks one through 10. Ben and Brad are taking 11 through 20. Yours truly and Mr. Marino are taking 21 through 32. It's about a 30-minute program. We're going to have fun. We've already got the picks lined up, so we're going to do turbo round, 30 minutes, 32 picks. It's going to be a great time. We'll let it simmer a couple hours, and then we're going to come back and do a Twitch Q&A where you guys can ask us why we screwed up your team's pick so bad. So make sure you are following Draft Network LLC on Twitter and The Draft Network on Twitch.tv. I'm Kyle Krabs at Grinding the Tape with Joe Marino at the Joe Marino, and we will talk with you all again tomorrow with a to be determined Draft Dudes podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.